Voice Memos podcast with Jen and Myron. Hey, welcome to Voice Memos. I am Myron Clifton and my co-host is Jennifer. So Jennifer is a wonderful lady. She's originally from Wisconsin, now in California, flaming redhead with a beautiful big old dog named Mojito that I call Beast. She's a great sister, daughter, and a great friend. And uh, she is my co-host. Hey, Jennifer. Hello, hello. So nice that we're recording this because I get to save this and hear this over and over again, the compliments that you gave me. So I lied. <laughs> this is my friend and probably my bestest friend. I've known Myron over 20 years. He is a published author. He is an amazing writer, highly intelligent. And one thing that I can really tell you about him that stands out is how he raises his daughter, Leah. Okay. I, you know, I, I copied this, um, I screenshot this email and posted it, but I apparently I left this person's phone number in the email. No. Yeah. I was that guy. Oh, but you replied <laughs> all. <laughs> oh my God. And it was totally an accident. And then someone said, oh, you left that guy's phone number in the email. And I was like, oh my God. And it was like this very elaborate uh, thread with attachments and all this kind of stuff. And I just had to go delete it and redo all the crap. So, oh my God, that's the one in regards to the school situation in which there was some issue with the curriculum and, and testing. Yes, it was um, my daughter, Leah, who is a senior now. And she has English four and one of the quite, they were teaching him about uh, writing and, and the correct, uses of semicolons which is really odd but whatever and they used as a reference point and the only source the bible and they used and the question was framed as in looking at this question of jesus christ um heredit uh was it, it wasn't hereditary jesus christ I don't know, family tree, family tree does Matthew verse, you know, chapter eight, verse 16 or whatever, correctly use semicolons. And I was like, and, and actually she brought it to me, like, why are they using a Bible and something about Jesus Christ in a public school to learn about semicolons? I mean, it's just the most insane thing. So she gave it to me one night, one Friday night at midnight or something. Because that's when the assignment was due, Friday at midnight. So that's when she told me about it, of course. <laughs> so I immediately wrote the um, teacher and the school board, like Friday night, 1230 a.m. You know, on my phone, typing off furiously with my one finger, you know, da, 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 da. <laughs> and so, and then I ended it with, <laughs> I ended it with, I will be available all weekend. <laughs> <laughs> and those of you that listen Okay, there's a little preface to the, the, that used to work with Myron and Verizon Wireless. So some of us have PTSD from working with you at Verizon. So those listening that work with Myron, we all know, we all right. know that when he wants something, he will not stop. So did you get a response at all based on the fact you're going to be available all weekend? <laughs> I did. And so, of course, 
because they didn't respond. You know, I, I waited a while. I waited. I mean, for me, I waited an eternity, but I really waited until Monday. Okay. I thought, well, you know, they have, they have not responded. So I resent the email, right? So <laughs> those, because it's two emails. No, that actually it's just one email, just one to the, it actually was two, one to the teacher, one to the school board. And then they didn't respond that day either. And that's a school day. And I thought, you know, they should have responded. And so then Tuesday, I decided, okay, I am going to just take it up a notch. So I went to, I put the same message questioning why they were using, you know, this, the Bible and Jesus. It's just a weird, anyway, I put that on, on my Facebook and I tagged the teacher. And then I went to the school's LinkedIn and where the school president or principal or whatever he calls himself, CEO or whatever. He had a welcome message, you know, welcome back to the new school year. So I put that in his comments and along with the, the three uh, or the, uh, I cop, I screenshot my message that I put on social media on, on, in his message, in his comments, because I knew that, you know, you just have to escalate. Right. And so then that was Tuesday night. So Wednesday morning, the teacher or the school director of curriculum or something emailed me at 7.59 a.m. Hey, we're going to call you by the end of the day. And I thought, okay, good. So then the chief academic officer is the one who called me on yesterday afternoon. So we had a really good, we had a really good conversation. And he agreed that the question was inappropriate and that they should remove it because one, and this is very basic, that you cannot in public schools, you, you cannot teach religion. Um, that is literally what it means in the constitution that the government should not favor any religion over any other. And that's what we boil that down to say, there has to be a separation between, between search and church and state. And because public schools are run by the government, they are effectively the government. And you cannot have in public schools the teaching or the pushing of one religion or any religion, right? Now, private schools can do that, whether it's homeschool or private charter school or Catholic school or something like that. You can teach or, or um, a Jewish school. You could teach your own religion. That's fine. But not in a public school. Um, and he and I had some disagreement about that. He said, I don't think they're teaching religion. I think they're using the Bible as a source for this, in which they were. But he agreed that if you use the Bible, he agreed with my statement, that you're using the Bible as a single source authority, and you're using a very specific scripture, and you're, you're using, you're telling the, the students that Matthew such and such is, is about Jesus Christ, which they're using his name as a first and last name. And that wasn't his last name, Jesus Christ, right? They didn't have first, last names like we have. He would have been identified by location, Jesus of Nazareth, right? Where you're from. Right. And, the, uh, and you're using that as a single source. And, and now you have students who may not be Christian. They may be Hindu, Muslim, Jewish, atheist. They may believe in Odin and Thor. And now you're, you're telling them, that the source for your learning, the only source, is the American Christian Bible and go use that. That's wrong. You can't do that. And that is, that is literally illegal for public schools to do that. So, so we talked about that for I was a very nice guy. And 
And he's, he sort of said, well, it should not be a single source. If they had used multiple sources, here's, you can use the Quran, you can use the Bhagavad Gita that, that Hinduism uses as a sacred text. You can use the Torah, you can do this. And I said, that's true, but that doesn't address the problem. Why do you have to use a religious text to teach about semicolons? It makes no sense. Out of all the statements you can make in this entire English vocabulary, you chose you chose the Bible reference. Right. It makes no sense at all. And then and he agreed with that. And then I said, you know what? I will use your Bible against you. Not you, but the school. It says in the Bible of to avoid the very appearance of evil. And man, he cracked up. He cracked up. I said, so just avoid that. <laughs> You get all this goes away if you just avoid that. And and he agreed. He said, yeah, I, I, I agree that this is poorly done. And then I talked about And So then he asked me, he asked me, can I ask you a question, Myron? I go, yeah, Micah is his name. He go, what was the basis of the fervor of your email? The fervor? Yeah, he called it a pervert. You know, I think he was trying to say, why are you such an angry black man? I think that's what he was getting at, you know? <laughs> but, you know, my my emails are not angry, they're, but they're very direct. I, I say, if it's a professional email, I say, well, you know, I'm going to say what I, what I think on an email. And so I told him, I said, I'll give you the background on that. I said, because he told me his whole background. He has a lot of experience like me. He's been in a lot of school districts. He's worked through race on gender, inclusive, um, inclusiveness, and all those things with school districts that help them understand these issues, right? I said, so since you have that background, I'll tell you. Last year with this school, they did a section on uh, American civil rights movement or something like that. And in that section was something about the KKK, Ku Klux Klan. And I go, without going into all the detail, Micah, I'll tell you, the one paragraph outlined what the KKK did and who they did it against. And in the very last sentence, it said, comma, and black people. Oof. Oh. So it led off with, they, they, the KKK attacked Republicans. They attacked communists. Uh, they attacked um, Jewish people. And it, it explained some other things. And tell the very last sentence, comma, and black people. Oh and he my just went, God. That's that's exactly what he said. Oh my God. And so I said, so after having gone through that with this school last year, and this though this is separate, this is about religion, it's not a, about race. I go, what it tells me is there's a systemic issue with the school for allowing such things in the school. Now, I don't want to blame it on the teacher because the teacher could have an instruction from the principal, teach what you get and don't change, right? I, that yep, could be yep, because yep. frontline people, sometimes they just have to do as they're told. I go, but the purchasing team that gets this stuff, the administration, going all the way back to the national people who gets this stuff. And this stuff is all driven by either Texas or somebody in the South. Like that, they always take their Jesus stuff and they try to slip that stuff in. And I go, but it tells me that at some point along the way, all the adults that's looking at this stuff, someone has to say, should we do this? And is this okay? And so the fervor of my email is after all that we went through last year about this and all the 
promises and commitments is the school made to have better controls over certain things. This is this gets through. So that's why I had to fervor with my email, because at some point, the administration has to hold itself accountable and someone has to say, why are we allowing this to go through? And then I made another I took it to another level. I said, with all the issues we are having in this environment in this country, you have school districts in the South and Midwest burning books. You have people telling teachers what they they can't say the word gay. They can't teach black history. And you have all this fervor going on in the country right now. Why would you not take a second look, right? And a third look. And then I said, because this is a public school, but it's a public school that's a charter school. And I said, because you're a charter school and the birth of charter schools in this nation come out of when Brown versus Board of Education happened. And that meant that schools had to be desegregated. The white response to that was creating private schools that would then be exempt from having to allow black people. That's where charter schools come from in America. It was a white response to being forced by uh, the federal government, according to the constitution, of allowing um, schools to be integrated. They said that we're gonna have a private school, take no government money, and that way we don't have to allow black people. I said, so with that history, your school has to be triple, right? You gotta be triple diligent and making sure that you don't let, whether it's KKK, and also they didn't want to have Jewish people go to school with them either. You got to be diligent. You can't allow this to happen. And with that history, there's going to be more um, eyeballs on what you do. And you know what? I'm the eyeball because I got a black kid in your school. And if you're letting this stuff get through, then that's not good. And so I re so he responded to me today on email. So we talked at length and we agreed what they were going to do, remove the questions, take it back to the national purchasing team and get that, try to get that fixed, you know, going forward. And so he emailed me that today. And then I responded to his email with the rest of our conversation that the school needs to be vigilant. We had the issue with the KKK and so forth. And so that was a long thing. We sort of went deeper than I really intended to, but um, I guess the bigger, the, you know, the, the broader point is that, 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 public education should not be used to promote religion. You know, I mean, I, I, I've told you this in the past that having a parent that has a daughter, of course, that allows and shares this stuff with you that knows because you've taught her and raised her to, you know, always follow the money or follow the story and you, you, you uncover some big things. So she feels comfortable enough to share that with you, knowing that you will address it because she knows there's something wrong and your voice is bigger than hers. So I, I appreciate that. Something you said which is which is interesting to me because the take I have to agree just disagree with you a tad on this statement and and it is where you can't blame the teacher because you know she could have gotten a curriculum and you know don't sway from this it's the same analogy I have when it comes to police officers and when yes. people say police officers not all police officers are bad but until you decide to stand up to the other police officers and make a stance that you err on the value system of doing the right thing. You are considered that same level of police officer. You're protecting your people. You're not protecting the people uh, that you're supposed to serve and protect. So this teacher, even if there was a curriculum that she got, it was her responsibility to have something click to say, 
this isn't right. So no, I blame her for that as well. And, and I think no matter what you have, people sometimes get lazy. They get caught up in this idea that I'm just going to go through the motions. I can't make much of a change. And yet we sit here with a parent that did his due diligence, did not stop until it was fixed. And I think that teacher had that same responsibility. You know what? I, I, I think you're right. Like she did because, um, uh, and I did amend that somewhat. Um, okay, good. And no, you called that out. No, you called it out properly. Then that was in our conversation that then as an adult and experienced teacher, this teacher has been a teacher for 20 years. She has to be able to see that, see, see, see something, say something that has to be her. She has to go back to her administration and say, we shouldn't do this and not just rubber stamp it through, just rub it and just have it go through. Unconscious bias. That's yeah. where it's like, you're just navigating through. You're not even, you're actually looking at something, but you're not actually seeing it. That's the issue. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right about that. Absolutely right. So I, I think we got it squared away. And, and I did, I had a lot of, it, it did spur a lot of conversations with my daughter about um, the constitution, about religion in general, different religions in general, you know, why that's not okay. And that her instincts were right. Her instincts were right that why am I getting this Jesus question um, as part of English? Because we know in this country, if substitute that Jesus question for a Muhammad question in the Quran, right? So now, right? I mean, the parents would go berserk. Yep. They would go absolutely berserk that you were using the Quran to teach about semicolons. <laughs> <laughs> Or yes, exactly. Put a Malcolm X question in there and see if anybody responds to that. You could do a social experiment, a social science. That teacher could say, or that principal could say, I'm going to test this theory. I'm going to see, I'm going to put that in there. And let's see how many kids say something to their parents and how many emails he gets. Because I bet your damn ass, he only got one. And that was from you about the Bible thing. Yes, that's exactly it. I mean, you're right. And it's just like, you know, and then we talked about that. If you're at a university at a college level, colleges, whether it's historical literature or different um, courses, they will use different religious texts for different reasons, right? But now you're in college and the idea is that you're being taught to critically think um, and to analyze and to do research and things like that at a university level. And that's okay. They, they will use the Bible for different reasons other than trying to convert you to Christianity. But that is, you are paying for an education. You are paying to learn different things, but in public schools, you are a captive audience and you you can't do that. And you can't even, don't even get close to it. Like if you want to just teach about ancient civilizations and you want to teach about ancient, you know, the Greeks, the Romans, the Babylonians, the Assyrians, the, Ethiopians, you know, the Hebrew, the Jewish people, you know, these civilizations go back uh, thousands and thousands of years. That's okay. And you can find some things in um, the Old Testament, as we call it, but as Jewish people call it, uh, the Torah, you can find some ancient things to learn about. You're not learning history per se, but you can learn how people, you know, a couple thousand years ago, how they told stories and things like that. And you could do that in a fairly, you know, um, in an environment that is not trying to convert people, right? But if you're just using 
the opportunity to teach about semicolons to have semicolons then to have kids go into the New Testament to learn about Jesus's um, hereditary family tree. That's just that's crazy. It, it, it's a way, yeah, it, exactly. And you know, it's, yeah. it's funny just in general thinking about how curriculum and 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 parents you know my stance on doing homework i i mm-hmm. say fuck the homework it doesn't make any sense and to think about how many parents do have homework with their children and how often they probably don't even read what their kids are doing so ima- i mean imagine if parents really did take a big interest in what their kids are doing and s- had conversations with their children about you know how you delineate you know, religion in schools, how it's not acceptable going through the constitution and having those deep conversations with your kids so that they could have an awareness because most kids probably would just think, okay, they're just trying to do a semicolon, but because you've talked to your daughter about some of this in the past, and you guys had some really great discussions and you treat her like an adult on a lot of levels that it triggered something to share with you. And I don't think that happens. Imagine how much more we could move in this country. If more people had those, had that dialogue with their kids yeah you know it, it it's, it's really funny because um like you say these you know these young minds you know they grow up and you want them to question things right and actually i said that to him and i said that back in my email to the school that you want students and we want students to question things and to wonder about even if it's not necessarily a matter of right and wrong if it's just a matter of is this is this appropriate like you want right. them to question things, right? You don't want them just to go blindly, like just be blindly led just because just because a, 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 an authority figure hands you something doesn't mean you just take it and go, okay, this is absolute truth and this is the right thing to do. No, you, it, it's okay to question things. And sometimes as adults or as parents, we get exhausted by that yeah. because those little, those little jerks will question everything. Everything, especially when they're young. And it, you know what it does? It, it creates an atmosphere when they go into the workplace that they will challenge their manager, their leader, their CEO, and they'll do it with couth. They'll do it with politeness, but it gives them the confidence to be able to say, if I can challenge my parents on this or share this with my parents and, and there's some accountability at the teacher level, then it gives me the voice to be able to speak up to somebody and not just go with the flow, but actually really question, why is this happening? Why are we doing this? And to gain some further insights. I think that just creates an analytical thinker, a thinker, a strategical thinker, and some Someone that just fucking has the confidence to say, whoa, 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 stop the clock, dude. We are not, I'm not doing, I'm not moving forward until I understand where you're coming from, why you're coming from, and why you're using this context. I I, th- I just think that creates more powerful leaders, but. Right, you're fun. right. No, you know, that's, you know, you're right about that. Because like, even if you think like when you walk into, um, buy a car, for example, and maybe it's a little different, you know, these days, but, you know, it used to be, you know, they take you into a little room, they try to pressure you, tell you you're getting a good deal. Don't really look at the contract. You know, you look at the back of the contract, you're paying 27% over five years. You're going to pay triple the amount of the value of that car. Yep. You know, and if you just don't accept that kind of stuff or just some, you know, some person in a mall telling you, Hey, come buy this and then sign up for this and you get this. And it's like, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that. But Patsy's will. And you know what? We know that because I've done telemarketing. You can call people and just tell them something. They believe you. And next thing you know, they're buying something from you. And why do you think fraudsters <laughs> continue to do it? And the scare tactic to get people to give them information over the phone that they're calling. I mean, so it does work on people. They look at it as if, 
they're the sheep, you know, just being led to something. It's kind of similar to, I don't know, you know, we've talked about, I'm not, we're not talking about the queen because I think I saw someone say Fox 40 here in Sacramento was the only channel not fucking covering the queen's death, you know, the colonizer, but um, <laughs> we, in the news, what was lost. So I don't know if you know this or not, but um, in Georgia, the country, not the, not the city, okay. they found the oldest, they found, they uncovered a tooth that was 1.8 million years old, a human tooth. Which oh is the first, like, of oldest remains of humans ever found outside of Africa. That is like, so crazy. That is fucking mind-boggling. And we're talking about, you know, the colonized. What it, what was that email that that that, that wow. uh, meme you sent me about? There's only 13 countries that really like England. What was that? Was that? Was <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was. It was that that the um, Great Britain or England. They have invaded. Um, 200 countries in their history. And that only leaves like another 6, 10, 13 or something that they've never just messed with. That is I mean, crazy to think about that. And they're <laughs> covering the shit out of it like nobody's business. I mean, literally, right. I, I, I still... And I'm you just... know what? Look, she has no problem. She's not even a queen. It's just all made up. It's just ceremonial. <laughs> Right. It's no different than it's no different than Black in America. You know, we call Beyonce Queen or Michelle Obama Queen. It is literally no difference. It's like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> you know, as I would say as a disclaimer, her family, her grandkids and stuff. I get, you know, that's yeah. their that's their matriarch of their family. They're mourning her. But man, you got people lined up. Look, hey, I look, it's not for me. It's, it's not for me. No, it's not for me. But that tooth thing, now that should have been all over the news. I mean, literally to think about one point, it's the first tooth ever found outside That's of Africa. Saying that, I, I mean, it is insane. So I, I don't know. I, I think stuff you know like that is what we need to you know, know about. I, I have a little addendum to that. So, or not addendum, but something semi-related to that. I was, um, I think I was on this science TikTok page, this this science lady I follow, and she says something that I read in Science Magazine, but it was the same thing. But anyway, so she said that humans like us have been around, you know, like say three, four hundred thousand years. Like yeah. if you just get a human, just Homo like sapiens. us, yep. yep, just the same version of people as us, just hundreds of thousand years ago, right? And same brains, walk, think, eat, everything. They're just like us. And she said that, um, so you know how we have these, um, um, we know about some ancient, the ancient civilizations that go back, you know, 5,000, a couple of like maybe 10,000, like, you know, Babylonians or Phoenicians and all these people that just been, been around, the Ethiopians been around forever, right? Egyptians. And we have some of their, you know, we have their writings, their libraries, you know, it's just all these artifacts and stuff, but that's it. And if you go back to humans who are around 300,000 years ago, who are just like us, we don't know anything about them. Like, we don't know anything. We just think, we, we believe that they weren't writing. So there's no records. We believe that, but we don't know that. But that's, that's the prevailing thought. And we don't know anything about them at all. They're that's just, Yeah, and, they're, they're no, they're, and they're no different than us. It's insane to me. It's still, it's still mind-boggling. Like when you talk about the J, JWST, when you see galaxies that 
are now 13.8 billion years old. Like the, the brain comprehension, I consider myself, I I don't know what my IQ is. It kind of be fun to get that tested. I I think I I'm average. I can have a good, decent conversation, but if it gets in over my head, I kind of just either step away or just say, listen, I don't know anything about that. That my mind cannot comprehend how we still, I mean, we've talked about this before, how we see the sun eight seconds later, how that, that those nebulas are what 7,800 years old. And we're just now seeing it. So if we want to know what it looks like today, we have to wait another 7,800 years. Like, all that stuff is just a little bit right. so overwhelming and and when when you think about the human thing and people walking around like we did but we know nothing about them it's just insane right and we're just right here on the same planet like we're same literally planet. right here yeah and you know what i tell you something you, like you what you just said about like the closest star it would take us a thousand years to get there just something you know really really crazy and those james webb telescope pictures can go back you know 13 billion years or something like or they could see the light from a star or from some space object that's 13.6 billion years old or something like that and the universe is only like 14 or something crazy like that but the science says that because the universe is expanding and um the further out you see the faster those things are moving away from us like which is baffling but the things that we are seeing the light in that James Webb telescope or any telescope, really, that light that we're seeing, we're seeing it as it was 13.6 billion years, billion years ago. And if you do the math, they say, um, scientists say their best estimate is those things are now 93 point something billion years, light years away from us. Oh my God. <laughs> like it's baffling. It, 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 my brain you know just, my brain just blew up all over my screen. Right? It is, it is, it is bonkers. And you know, as much as, you know, science and a lot of humans, you know, long for the day that we could actually travel the stars and, you know, go places and stuff, the ga- the galaxy and the universe is so big, we'll never get anywhere. Like, we'll never get anywhere. It's, it's, things are too far. Like, we'll never get anywhere. You, you, you just, there's nowhere to, you can't get there because it's, it's simply too far. But I have, I have some good news for you. So on a related topic, later this month, Netflix has a series called i think it's called infinity or something like that and they get um uh cosmo not cosmo cosmologists um these different scientists and um philosophers and things like that and they talk about from a space perspective the whole concept of infinity because like you said our brains just explode we can't we can't we can't imagine it like you just can't imagine it you just it's it's too big and so and so anyway, so yeah, there's a Netflix spe- special coming that's specific to that, particularly because we're now seeing so f- much further into the universe. So anyway, that I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. And, you know, Netflix, I don't normally use for docu- documentaries or do- documentaries. How do you like <laughs> documentaries, yeah. documentaries? Yeah. What the hell? Um, I do say I'm smart. Um, so I, I usually watch it for, you know, uh, selling sunset speaking of selling sunset Ooh, of, selling OC. Um, the oc did you see that the guy on there he was married to the actress Brittany snow oh i have not seen it yet and oh. so they're getting divorced what yeah and i think it, 
I mean, his behavior on that show was, you know, you're a married man and you're allowing these oh, women no. that you work with to sit in your lap and to like put their mouth on your nose. I mean, good. just a very disrespectful to his wife. And Brittany Snow is a, is an actress. She's been in a lot of shit. So wait a minute, she's um, the. I think she was the Pitch Perfect lady. She's in Pitch Perfect. Right, she yep. is the one. Um, she loses her voice in one of that. Yes. Shows. But that Britney yes. Spears, yeah, she was in uh um not Grease, but that other movie that's like Grease. Hairspray. Hairspray. She's in Hairspray. Yep. Ah. So, so her husband is on that show. Oh yep. my god. He's a realtor on that show. So funny, interesting watching that and thinking to myself, damn, I wouldn't want my husband to be that flirty. I can understand work relationships and you kind of have these sibling sort of banters back and forth where you kid and joke with each other. But when a woman puts her mouth on your nose, you've drawn yeah. the line and you don't stop it. Yeah, I'm done with you. So yeah, they're yeah. they're filed for divorce. Yeah, because that means that he has no um, restrictions or no um, guard. What am I the word I'm trying to think of? He has no... Um, Boundaries. boundaries. He has no boundaries, right? Oh. Right. And it's one thing to have boundaries just as a as a single person, as an individual. It's another thing to have boundaries as a married person. Like you're married, your boundaries should be broader than just an average Joe out there. Great. You know, so I, w- I watched that, and I know you and I've talked back and forth about. I just finished. So, you know, my co- my coworker here, Kirk, he is. Um, he he listens to our podcast on Fridays. It starts his day. He listens to him on Sunday before he starts work. And um, hey, we always have we always have some really good discussion back and forth because he respects you a lot. And he's actually just really a really decent human being, just genuine. Um, and so he has been telling me about this show called Five Days at Memorial. And it's an Apple TV show. And he would tell me every so often, he's like, JV, I think you'd really like this show. I'm like, damn, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, damn, do you work for them or something? Like you're shoving <laughs> this down my throat. Um, so I gave it a whirl. I plugged it in. And let me tell you, it is so good. So the so Five Days at Memorial is right. a show based on true effect, uh, uh, true events that happened right. During Katrina, so in a hospital called Memorial in um, in Louisiana, mm-hmm. and it is the after effects and what happened five days because we know Katrina didn't hit land as hard as they thought it was, but right. the levees broke, so it completely right. flooded, and they had to make decisions in this hospital, and that you know you wouldn't want anybody to have to make. And, right. and trying to pin some stuff on some, you know, on, on, on the doctor that was there. But let me tell you, it is so well done. It has, it has given me, you know, I, I think Katrina was 2005. I want to say, I, I don't, that don't quote right. me on that. I can't remember the, mm-hmm. the exact year, but mm-hmm. I, you know, you saw the people holding signs that said FEMA, help us, George W. Bush, where are you? Like the just the lack of support and urgency around getting people out of there. To see it from this perspective and from a true event story was fucking heart-wrenching. Wow. It is so well done. I think there's one more episode left. There's right now there's seven episodes. It's probably a, a, it's a definitely a limited series. Oh, is, I it, have, um, is it I'm sorry to interrupt you. Is it um is it a, a recreation? It's or a scripted it like a- show. Yes. Okay. 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 Ooh, that's going to be good. It's script. It is really good. And I, you know, I hate to always admit when people, 
you know, are so passionate about a show that they love. And, you know, sometimes I take when my sister would tell me a show, I'm I'm always leery about it. And then um, when Kirk was telling me, I was like, all right, now he's told me this about three times. So I gave it a right. Watch. It, it was really good. It's well done. It is heart wrenching. It is a whole different view of what happened during specifically at this hospital after the floods, how no one came and just just where they're at right now in the story. Just, you know, spending some time going after a doctor when essentially all the energy should have been shifted towards our government and helping right. these people. It's, it's very, right. it's highly recommended. So uh, right after that, then comes Handmaid's Tale, which just season five just started. Motherfuckers. Oh, I love me it's some Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> you, oh you know what? I was, I was just, um, I was just going through Netflix and trying to, I went through all the things that, you know, um, um, continue watching, you know, you have that line of continue watching things. And there's like 500 things in there that I've started and I've finished. <laughs> and one of, one of them is Ozark. Like I need to finish Ozark. Oh my gosh. And you haven't finished it. I have it. And then I thought, well, I know there's a season four, maybe it's like four episodes, but it's like 19 episodes or something. Like it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's like six and four or something like it is so good. Ozarks is so good, my but God. I'm in the middle of Echoes too, so I have two more episodes of Echoes to finish. Okay, I, again, I started it, and um, that's the the twin sisters. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm gonna, I'm, okay. I'm gonna see. It's gonna be hard for me to finish things because football season is going on now. But I am determined to finish Ozark first. I'm gonna finish Echoes, but I do want to get into uh, Five Days at the at Memorial because I see a lot of people talking about it online as well. So, oh really? Okay, yeah. Yes, yes. So, and it has that lady that I like, um, Vera Vermaja, yes, Vermaggia yeah, or something. Yeah, she's in all those uh, conjuring scary movies. So, yeah. yes, okay. So, five days at Katrina, and then I just, I just binged today. I don't even know if, I, yeah, I am finished. It's only three episodes. Um, um, our mom is a murderer or something <laughs> on Netflix. Uh, I'm trying to, what is it? Our mom, so it's about that story. You'll know this story it came out a couple of years ago. Um, Lori Vallow, she and her husband, um, they disappeared. Well, no, they disappeared, but were found, but they couldn't find her two kids for a long time. And they were up in, and it turns out, I think they were in, they were in Idaho. They were in Idaho. And it turns out like her husband, Chad Daybell is his name. And he was, they sort of like started some offshoot of Mormons or LDS, as they say. And they sort of started a little cult. And as they start tracking these people, they start tracking that multiple people around them had died suspiciously. And then their two kids, a little a 16-year-old girl, I think she was 16, and then a maybe eight or nine-year-old boy, autistic boy, as a matter of fact, had disappeared. And there just became this giant um, law enforcement manhunt to find the kids. And so there's a three-series, um, a three-part series on uh, Netflix that just came out this week. And oh, it's, um, it's The Sins of Our Mother. The Sins of Our Mother, yes. Okay, yes. I think I saw that. And it and it goes by very quickly, and it's most and it's it's all it's a documentary, and it's mostly told by her oldest son, who um, obviously he wasn't killed, and it's pretty gut wrenching. 
it is. It is pretty gut wrenching. And it's anyway, it's one of those deals where, you know, it's it was in the news. Of course they'll get of course they're guilty. And you just to see in three episodes how this just turns into this big old nightmare. And it's it's a mess, but it's really well done. Damn. Okay. I'll, maybe I'll watch it. I gotta I, I got I'm two episodes behind of the house of the dragons. I saw I saw somebody post something that said HBO, it's the house of the dragons, and then uh black people, house of dragons. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that made me chuckle. Um, because I kept uh-huh. saying house of house of dragons, but it's house of the dragons, I think, or oh uh, I, okay. I didn't see, I didn't know that I think I think I've posted about that on different social medias. I, yeah, I know I get it wrong, whatever it is. <laughs> you know what? And so I think I'm a couple behind on that too. Um but I saw a discussion that I joined in on on some social media app about why did they film the first two in almost complete darkness? Like, oh my God. What did I tell you about that shit where I have to turn off my entire fucking house lights right. so that I can watch TV? You were right. And then I went down one of those little, you know, social media things and and the 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 showrunner or producer or whomever for that show said, it's not dark. You just have to, like you just said, you, you have to view it in complete darkness. And then and then they have the nerve to list all the things you should do to your TV settings in order to watch it. <laughs> Motherfucker. If you right? were next to me and said that, I would beat you with my TV. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, this is America. We are not going to our TV to do all the weird adjusting things for your one stupid show. Speaking like, of America, I think we've been we've dropped down. We're rated now fifty, the fiftieth country in the world, or something. Or we <laughs> we just should embrace being dumb. Like like just this is who we are. We are not the brightest. You know, like literally, I don't need your art. I don't need you to create a show that I'm trying to watch and enjoy in my in, in the quiet of my home to to your art piece. Right? Like fuck right. that. And then. Why do you think I can make my house pitch black in the middle of the day? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Why are you in think, the middle of the day? Right. Who, and you know, and it's like, okay, well, we'll watch it at night. I don't want to watch it at night. It's sitting there on my TV right now. I want to watch it right now. And I'm like, I'm, I'm walking around the room. I'm trying to see different angles. It's just, I see a little fire and that's it. And, and then I see my shadow. because It's like not, my sister called me yesterday. And I was watching um, Handmaid's Tale because their episodes are really dark too. And she picks up the phone. She's like, where are you? And I was like, in my little fucking living room trying to watch Handmaid's Tale. Like, <laughs> I'm like, you close to the camera yeah. so you can see me. Otherwise, it was just darkness. The fuck? You said, I don't want to see your art. I know, right? My house is not a museum. Like, it's just... A house with a with a Sony or some kind of TV. It's not you're not that important. <laughs> Just I, make it so we can see it. <laughs> and that's why I appreciate some shows like you know all the reality shows like of OC and Desperate Housewives and Murders in the Build Murders Only in the Building. That I finished that. That was I'm telling uh, you the, is the that dynamic good, yeah. for those three. You know you I I think I was talking to my sister about this. I said. 
you know, when you watch a show and sometimes there's funny lines that you'll always remember, right? So you're, yes. you can, you can call somebody and be like, oh yeah, that part in the show, but shows like Grace and Frankie and Murders in the Building, it is a constant dialogue of humor that you're always laughing that you never, you can't remember it. All. Like you literally, because it's just one after another, after another, that you can't even have a conversation with somebody and say, oh, that one episode where such and such was happening. I, because there's too many funny things to have to recollect and, 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 and talk about. I love that. Yes. Yeah, so I am, um, I'm going to finish that series because those, those episodes go by really fast. So I'm yeah, happy about so that. Good. And and then my daughter has me watching. You well, you wouldn't watch this. You wouldn't like it. But there was a movie some years ago, some years ago called What We Do in the Shadows. And it's made by that guy, that funny director from Australia. I think he's from. Maybe, no, he's from New Zealand. Um, his last name was Tahiti or something like that. And he's a funny guy. He directs all the Thor movies. And okay. he did this. It's this weird little movie about vampires in modern day but it's all comedy and it's all silly and they're just like goofy well there's a series on hulu that's based on that movie and they're just 30 minutes it's just a sitcom and it's just really weird just really weird stuff but it is really funny but it's it's just weird and so i'm trying to finish that so or actually i picked it back up because i had watched a couple episodes and so i'm going to watch the rest of that it was another one of those shows that won an award at the emmys this past week so that and um, I am going to give it, I got a lot of viewing to do and I'll, I'll get caught up, but yeah, I have, I'm definitely going to watch selling the OC because, um, uh, we watched the other one, um, selling, what was it called? The original selling one? Sunset. Selling, um, selling Sunset. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's just so Selling gonna... Sunset. So you watch that one that's based out of like LA area. Then you've yes, got the, Selling the Sunset Tampa. Um, yeah. So is then, it the two brothers that run selling yes. the OC? The Oppenheimer oh. group. Yeah. They're yes. the two brothers. Okay. And they're and they're on it? Um they're yeah, they're on it. Yep. Oh, they're Jason, nice. okay. Jason and Jason right. is yep. right. Okay. 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 Um I also started, it's only three episodes in, but I also started um uh the patient on Hulu with Steve Carell. And I don't know. Some Saw actor, the commercial but, for that. Yeah, those are only 22 minutes long. So like they go super fast. Did you watch the Emmys? Because I'll tell you, uh, the shows that were nominated for uh, the Emmys for Outstanding Drama Series, I think there was, let me, uh, eight of them? I think there's eight or something that they're nominated okay. for. So out of all eight, there was only two that I didn't watch. One was Better oh. Call Saul and Squid Game. But all the other ones I watch. That's crazy. That's actually so you got, embarrassing. So, so you watch good, award-winning, acclaimed TV. 100%. Same thing with Outstanding Comedy Series, right? Your, uh, your show, the reason why it made me think of that is because your show, What We Do in the Shadows, was nominated for an Outstanding com uh, Comedy Series. And so was, well, Ted Lasso won. And then you had Hacks, which we talked about, Only Murders in the Building, Curb Your Enthusiasm, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, um, and then Abbott Elementary and Barry were the other ones that were nominated. I tried Abbott Elementary. I, I couldn't get into it for some reason. It just didn't resonate with me. But yeah, it is sad when you think about the shows that I watch. They're high quality. So I'm for the sake of this so, podcast, listen to me. 
Okay, so you deserve the break you get when you watch Selling OC because that's trash. That exactly. <laughs> I watch trash TV. Now, do they even have? I wonder if they even have like best, um, you know, uh, reality show. I don't even know if they I have think that. They do. <laughs> I think they do. Like, I, I didn't see all the Emmys, um, but I think there is a real. Oh, you know what? There was because, um, what was the reality show that won? I, yeah, I remember. The, I remember they they talked you know about what the they're different called the, It's the competition program. So that's like, what they call it. Yeah, like The Voice or um, Nailed It or Amazing Race. Those are yes. the ones that get up for nominations. That's so yes. funny. So that's all that's happening with me um, and and my it's, TV watching. Hey, so I, I was a uh, quick story before before we end the call. So I went to visit. Me and my daughter went to visit my uncle Vernon. Um, oh, I think it was yesterday. I think it was yesterday. I mean, two days ago. So we decided um, we were going to watch the uh, NBA championship or the WNBA championship is going on right now. The best of five series, the Las Vegas team versus the Connecticut team. And um, Las Vegas has won two games. And quite honestly, I didn't even know that there was a state called Connecticut. Like, I, well, like what is the Connecticut? Okay. So... Like, I don't even, anyway, so I was, um, so we decided to go and get something to eat before oh um, the game. Okay. So um, we were going to go, and we're up in Chico, so we're going to go to a little um, a burger place. So Uncle Vernon, you know, he has these issues with ordering and everything. So yeah. he said, he says, before we go, he says, okay, look, since we're going to go there, they have really good fries. Um, that comes with your with your um, order, or you could substitute it for a salad. But I like both. So what we'll do is everybody orders, get the salad with your um, sandwich, but then we'll get it. We'll get fries for the group. And I was like, uh, okay, I guess I guess we got our orders all set. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. I wasn't thinking of eating the salad. But if that's what we're going to do. So, you know, because he has these issues of ordering. So I thought about it. I said, well, he was sort of doing a preemptive strike before we go. Right. Let's just get this all settled. But it's an amazing, it's an amazing sociological experiment to just witness the conniptions and the things he goes through <laughs> just to eat at a restaurant. And then how it, it's, it's a like job. a first meal. It is, and how it expands to what everyone else is eating. <laughs> you, you, they bring. He brings you into his web. <laughs> yes, you're just in it and go. Well, I mean, I want fries or a salad. Now I'm pigeonholed. You've ordered half my meal. We haven't even left the house. <laughs> you are. I haven't even looked at the menu. That's awesome. I thought about asking, would you like to talk about your experience at that restaurant before we go? But <laughs> <laughs> something went down. <laughs> he literally is preparing you what to order. My God. Oh, my God. So all in all, fairly decent week this week. So I'm excited to yes. catch up on, 
you know, of course, my Handmaid's Tale finished episode two. I don't know why. Yes. Again, Hulu again telling me, you know what? We're going to control your habit, your your addiction, and we're only going to give you one, maybe two episodes <laughs> a week, which is fucked up. So that mm-hmm. drives me crazy. I did hear from <clears throat> someone that we used to work with, uh, Tara, and she she was a uh, one of our leaders at Verizon Wireless, you know, supervisor for the for the call center, and she reached out to me. Uh, and she was like, Jen, I hope all is well. I just started listening to your podcast. I'm on episode uh-huh. five. And she said, I heard Myron say partner. And I thought he was telling everybody that he's gay. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> she goes, I never got that vibe. And then finally, you know, it got cleared up a little bit, but I said, you know, he is 60. So maybe just partners a good like uh, term for him to use. Yeah. You know what? Because actually Ellie and I, Ellie and I had that conversation that she says she doesn't want to say to her family and friends that she has a boyfriend. She says, hmm. it doesn't sound like it's substantial enough. And so she, I said, what have, what have you landed on? Like, what are you saying? She said, I just start saying partner. So I just said, okay, I'll just adopt that language. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> that's I, I never what? even I thought was, it. <laughs> I, I was in an Uber once and I said, oh, I'm meeting my girlfriend and blah, blah, blah. And the Uber driver says, oh, how long have you two been together? And I was like, no, no, I'm, I meant like my friend, but she's a girl. He goes, well, why don't you just say friend? I was like, I don't know. I just, <laughs> why do you mind your business? Give me to my I'm just used to saying my girlfriend because I have a, but he goes, would you say for your boyfriend, would you say boyfriend? And I was like, probably not. He goes, yeah, you threw me for a loop there for a minute. So your partner business threw somebody for a loop for a moment. So I want to let you know, I cleared up the air for you. And you know what, <laughs> even if you were, I support every aspect of everybody's choice in life. I, as love is love. <laughs> there is no color. There is no title to it. Just to, for the record, I'm saying that there's nothing wrong with saying partner. She just yeah. was surprised because she never picked up any sort of that's funny thought that you were gay that's funny and you know what i will say that um i am happy to hear that something like partner can be positively stated so if that is is that if, if that let me say it another way if that is common usage among the gay community and i just use it as just okay i got a partner without any hesitation nothing right because you know how toxic masculinity was said yep. oh if you eat a banana you're gay you know yep. you, you know all these kind of things i didn't even think about it so yeah okay yeah <laughs> i love it i continue to, to do it she just said she was chuckling and she said because i made a comment in the podcast made her laugh she said that threw me for a loop you know so so surprised by it but you know it's funny That's how funny that the titles and how you use verbiage yeah could deem something i i thought it was yeah. a, i thought it was an interesting it, it made me think yeah. about the taxi cab or uber cab driver saying oh how long have you guys been together and i'm thinking i've known my friend for i don't know 10 years or something <laughs> he's like oh it's not your partner and he said it's not your partner i was like no that's she's actually my friend who's a girl <laughs> so that is so you know, funny so nuts how that is. I, you know, it's kind of the same yeah, okay. reaction I would get when I went to Vegas and I knew I wasn't going to have kids. I, I always knew I didn't want to have children. And I remember being in a taxi cab with a guy who said, 
um, you know, I was with my ex at the time and he's like, oh, do you guys have any kids? I'm like, no, I don't want any kids. And he literally broke his neck looking in the back seat. Like, what do you mean you don't want to have kids? And I was like, I just oh don't want to have kids. And it's that it's, it's all of this, what you, what we talked about at the beginning of this podcast, as we wrap it up, it's talking about how pushed agendas, like you get married, you have children, you have a white picket fence. Right. It's that whole, we're coming back. It, although I'm talented when we talk, it, I had no, I had no um, planning of how I brought this, how I brought this final conversation to where we started, but it really does wrap it up really well that here is the, the fact that society tells you, especially as a female, because I don't know from a man's perspective, because I'm not a man, but from a female perspective is that you become a wife, you become a mother, you take care of your husband. And so when someone challenges you that, it's because they've been ingrained with the, the notion of that's how it's supposed to be because their mother right. was and maybe their sister was. So it's, it's an interesting circle that we came back to this, but yeah. Yeah, that's good. So it's good to, good to catch up. Um, where can people find you online? You can find me at Jen Van Lannan Veg on IG and Redheaded Vegan on Twitter and then Big Butt and a Smile on TikTok. And where can they find you? Uh, because I, I do want to say every week Myron writes a blog on his Dear Dean. I know he's going to tell you this, but yep. every time I save all of them, even though I know I can go to your page you you've got to read some of his blogs because how in depth and articulate he conveys a, a a message on this podcast is even amplified through his words so i i you definitely need to check those out great i appreciate that yep so you can find me on my blog deardean.com and then i i duplicate my blogs because i also do them on medium um and uh same just under my name myron clifton myron clifton across um or myron j clifton across social media or dear dana i'm i'm there um you can also see me on my amazon page all my books are there and jen i haven't told you but i have i'm working on two books right now and both are they're different books different genres um both one is an experimental type book um that i'm hoping to get both of them out uh, this year and both are completed and at various stages of editing and things like that. So uh, I'm not going to say Wait. what they are. Yeah. Oh, yeah not, okay. Yeah. Not yet, but I will announce it. I will, I will announce them um, on this show probably in, in the next few weeks, as I get a little further down the line with the editors and designers and stuff, but I'm very close to getting those released. So yeah, check us out online, rate us, share this podcast, rate us, leave us a comment um keep telling us your feedback we love it and we're at jen we're at episode 22 22 yep. 20 fucking two in 2022 yep. wow we should yep. have we should have started with another um hate list we'll have to do that again for like our 25th uh, one <laughs> yes perfect we'll do it we'll do like a recap our best moments our uh we'll expand on our hate hate list and um and just keep doing what we're doing so we're on our way to a hundred and like like all the athletes say, all, especially football, all the football players say after they win a game, we'll just say the same thing. Nobody said we could do it, but we're here at 22. <laughs> <laughs> Peace out, motherfuckers. See you later, Jen. Bye.